Um, we are in Galatians, the fifth chapter, starting at verse 16. And uh, I, I very likely will finish up uh, Galatians tonight, I think. We'll see how, how much rambling I do uh, and, and bogged down I get. But uh, we have had a phenomenal time. Welcome to our Wednesday night Bible study. What we do on Wednesday nights is we take a book of the Bible and we go through it verse by verse, verse by verse, keeping it in context, helping us to learn what um, the Bible is saying, what the writer is saying in, in these particular books. And in these cases, these are epistles, they're letters actually that, that the apostles and others had written. And uh, Galatians is, as we get to the end of this, this is Paul, who, uh, uh, if you haven't been here, is, is if, if you haven't read Galatians, you need to read it. It's fascinating to read. He's just as mad as he can be. This guy, this guy starts out by telling people to go to hell. Read it. Chapter 1. Then chapter 2, he says, I don't care what those apostles think. I don't care who anybody is. I'm going to tell them the truth one way or the other. So he's in Peter's face. Then he gets so mad about this whole circumcision thing earlier in Galatians. Uh, well, you can look at it yourself there in a chapter in verse 12. He says, these guys who want to have circumcision, I wish they'd go the whole way and cut their wieners off altogether. I mean, this guy, he was mad furious that these people had gotten so caught up in these legalistic Old Testament concepts instead of walking in the freedom that Jesus Christ has bought for us. And if you've missed this, let me encourage you to get some of the tapes and stuff and, and catch up on this study. But absolutely fascinating. And, uh, and he starts out uh, in Galatians 5 in the beginning. He says, it, it, uh, verse 1, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. So stand firm then and don't let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. So, we get to all this, and he picks up at verse 16 now. He says, so, I say, live by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. For the sinful nature, for what the, uh, for the sinful nature desires what is contrary to the Spirit. And the Spirit, what is contrary to the sinful nature. They are in conflict with each other, so that you do not do what you want. Have you ever felt that? Have you ever felt that conflict? You know, the Spirit of God wants you to do right. And then that, that icky part of you just wants you to do wrong. Wants you to be mean and nasty and selfish. And you know better. And you got this pull going in between. This is like the eternal battle for most believers. Sadly, uh, so many people uh, lose the battle. And they, and they become discouraged. Because what happens is their, their carnal nature, their sinful nature... Um, seems to win out because we often think that the key is just willpower that if I have enough willpower I can do this if I just have enough determination I can do this but if, if you try to do this in willpower you'll always fail you'll always be defeated what you have to learn to do what Paul's trying to teach us here is this by the power of the spirit the power of the Holy Spirit is what enables you to live a life of victory and peace and righteousness in Christ. If you try and just, I'm going to do it myself. I'm going to do it. I'll pray more. I'm a bad, bad man. I'm going to pray more. I'm going to be nicer. I'm going to, even though I want to kill people, I'm going to be nicer. And I'm going to make myself. And, and uh, you'll keep slipping back. Because what you're doing is you're, in essence, relying on the strength of the flesh to help you win spiritually. 
and, and you, can't, you can't do it. You can't for a time. I mean, you, you have your days, you know, where you do real good and you come to church and you feel rotten and you repent and you go home and you, you're good for about three hours and then you start slipping again until, until church on Wednesday night. Then you come back and kind of, you know, do good till about, you know, Thursday afternoon. Then you start slipping away and you know, if I can just make it a church Sunday morning, I'll be okay. Have you ever felt like that? Especially some of you guys in your, in, in, that are young in the Lord. Man, that was my Christian existence. You know, man, if I could just survive from Sunday to Wednesday, that was my goal. Without doing something really obscene. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and if I could make it from Wednesday back, back to Sunday. <laughs> oh, oh, I made it. And, and you almost start thinking, oh, I just, I just wish I could live in church all the time. You ever feel that way? Oh, I just wish I could live in church all the time. Because when I'm here, I'm free. Hallelujah. I'm free. Hallelujah. 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 But then I go home and I want to kill my husband. And I want to strangle my children. And I want to kick the dog. And those neighbors, I want those such wicked, evil neighbors. I just, oh, that stupid boss. And then you finally come back to church. <laughs> oh, oh, thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Oh, I wish I could just be here all the time. And, uh, and there's people who actually think their dream is if I could just work for a Christian organization. If I could, if I could just work for a church, yeah, I'd be at peace. My soul would be blessed. All would be good in the valley. Praise God. Hallelujah. If I could just be around Pastor Mark all the time, I just know I'd be blessed and walk in victory. But anyone who's ever worked for me or any other preacher will tell you it ain't so much fun. <laughs> ask them, ask them. It's, it, it's, you, you'd be surprised how spiritual I get some days. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and in fact, it's not unusual at all for people to come into Christian ministry and leave completely and totally disheartened. I don't know if you've ever done that. If you ever get really, really close. If you think like that, if you think this is your key to living in victory, and you get around Christians thinking, this will be great. I'll spend all my time with these people, or I'll work with all these people, or, and stuff, and this will be my key to victory. And you do that, you'll always be disappointed. You'll walk away saying, what a, what a, what a disaster that was. I thought they were people of God. I thought they were holy men of God. I thought they were really something special and not nearly as special. And there's, you know, rah, 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 and, and you know, uh, they weren't nearly as Christian as I thought they would be. And, and, and boy, I tell you, America just littered with people in the church who've gotten close to pastors or youth pastors or music guys. And just thinking, this will be my key. But it's not your key. You see, the key is the Spirit of God. You've got to learn how to walk in the spirit. And it's a, it's a difficult thing to do because nat- by natural, we're, we're people of the flesh, you see. And then, well, how do I do this? How do I get there? How do I say this? He says, live by the spirit. How? That's the question. Okay, now, he doesn't address how here. He has in other letters, and we're going to go peek at one of them in just a minute. And even in the Old Testament, it, it shows us how. To, to do this stuff. But, uh, but he's just saying. Trying to stress to them. Live by the spirit. So you don't gratify the desires of the sinful nature. Specifically what he's trying to say is. A lot of people want rules and regulations. To keep them in line. That's why they like it. You know they're drawn to these. Uh, either this Old Testament thinking. Which uh, by the way. You know. Uh, I've said too many times during this study that. You know, every so many years in Christianity, you get a wave of this that comes through again. And, uh, and this has been going on for, who knows, forever since Paul wrote this stuff. I met a man uh, yesterday, or was he telling me yesterday, I guess it was, uh, who was, you know, he's in his 60s, 70s, whatever. And uh, when he was um, uh, 
eight years old, his father uh, gotten caught up into, he, he was Nazarene, but then he got caught up into one of these Judaism type things. We need to live by, by the Old Testament rules and all that kind of stuff. It happens all the time. And he made his son go out and circumcised him. Owie, 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 owie. You know, it's one thing when you're a baby, <laughs> you know, just everything's, you know, you don't know what's going on. But, it, and, and how, oh, he described the misery of it all. It was painful hearing it. Uh, and, uh, and how it so emotionally damaged this man so many years ago. But just how people are constantly drawn back to this, trying to live this Old Testament stuff is fascinating. But not just that, then there's, forms of it was just basic legalism Christians become very legalistic you can't do that you can't touch this you can't be that you know you've got to stay away from that and we set up all these rules because God said this and we need to help God and, and I've been using the, the analogy of, of, of drinking the Bible doesn't say you can't drink but we say in, 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 uh, uh, in, in much of evangelical Christianity you can't drink because it, what it says is you can't get drunk and we think well if, if you can't get drunk well don't drink and then you can't get drunk and then don't go even into bars and eat any food because then you'd be tempted to drink and then which will lead you getting drunk and, uh, and on and on it goes and we create all this legalistic nonsense that's not based in reality God doesn't need your help never has never will he knows what he's doing and we get all these rules, you know, you can't dance. If you dance, you'll, you'll have sex if you, have, if you dance. And, and if you smoke, you know, he who smokes in the now will smoke in the hereafter. You can't smoke because you'll go to hell. And, and you can't chew tobacco because you go to hell. And just and all these rules and legalisms and stuff like that. Now, a lot of these things you shouldn't do just out of wisdom and, and it's bad for your health and stuff. But I got news for you. The Bible doesn't say jack squat about smoking. It just doesn't. Say, well, Bible says your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, he's talking about sleeping with prostitutes. Not about taking Amway vitamins or smoking. <laughs> Are you hearing me? But we, we take things out of context and we build these. But one of the reasons people like this is it helps them, it helps to prop them up. They're, they're failing in their Christian walk. They're, they're failing in their Christianity. They keep, so, so they get legalism around them. And it, and it kind of preps them up. And there's people who actually love and cherish people who tell them what to do all the time. Do this. Don't do that. Do this. Don't do that. Don't touch that. Don't look at that. Don't smell that. La 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 la. All this stuff. And, and, and they like that because it, it makes them feel safe. And it kind of props them up. But all it is, is the flesh trying to prop up the spirit. And it doesn't work. At the end, you're just a Pharisee. You become legalistic. And it doesn't really give you victory. Paul says, um, you know, get rid of all this legalism. And they're probably thinking, well, good grief, if we, if we get rid of this legalism, there'll be anarchy. And he's, he argues, no, there won't be. And what he's basically saying here is if you live by the Spirit, you will conquer the flesh. If you will live by the Spirit, you will overcome the sinful desire in you. All right? Which all of this, and again, we're assuming that when Paul says this, they, they know how to do this. Well, how many of you want to know how to do it? Anybody? Okay, let's, let's backtrack a little bit. Let's turn over to Romans. Hang a left. And... Uh, Romans, the eighth chapter. And uh, we'll just jump in right away at, uh, at verse one. He says, Therefore, there is now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Praise God. Aren't you glad about that? 
or not condemned anymore because we're in Jesus. Because through Christ Jesus, the law of the spirit of life set me free from the law of sin and death. He's trying to use the different laws. As far as he was concerned, this Old Testament law was just based in man's strength. The law of the spirit is through through the strength of Christ. Uh, He says, for what the law was powerless to do in that it was weakened by the sinful nature, God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful man to be a sin offering. So he condemns sin in, in sinful man in order that the righteous requirements of the law might be fully met in us who do not live according to the sinful nature, but according to the spirit. Again, there he's talking about. If you live by the spirit, you'll beat this thing. If you live by the spirit, you can live victoriously. You can have a blessed life if you learn how to live by the spirit. The big question, of course, then is is how. And and he touches on how right here in verse 5. Those who live according to the sinful nature. Okay, yeah, that's most people, sadly. This is what they do. They have their minds set on what that nature desires. They're constantly thinking what the Bible calls carnal thoughts earthly thoughts, fleshly thoughts and, and, and you got to admit a lot of us, we spend so much time thinking from a natural standpoint, a lot of people even rehearse in their heads all day long what they, what they're, how they're going to react in certain situations, well if that guy ever did that to me, I think I'd punch him in the face you know, we, we, we just rehearse all these things you know, but if that ever happened to me, I'd, do that. I'd never let anybody get this away with it, and when I get home I'm going to kick my kids and and all these things and we rehearse this stuff my boss ever said that to me and we're constantly and then there's the whole lust thing good lord people fantasizing thinking all this nonsense through and then they fall into adultery i don't know how it happened I it was a mistake it was yeah it was a mistake but i'll tell you how it happened you thought it through over and over and over you had it so rehearsed in your head it came naturally to you it was so rehearsed boom it was just a piece of cake all you needed was the circumstances to line up the truth of the matter is virtually any area of sin in your life the reason it's so easy to slip into it is you have rehearsed it over and over and over again in your head I don't care if it's anger, bitterness, unforgiveness, sexual sin, lying, cheating, whatever it is it gets so rehearsed and when you think on carnal things it chokes the spirit in your life and it empowers your flesh and your flesh starts beating up on you uh, in, in, your, in your walk of faith. So those who are, are living by the sinful f- nature. Have their mind set on it. But those who live accordance, in accordance with the spirit. How are they different? They have their mind set on what the spirit desires. These are the people who intentionally think spiritual thoughts. And I got to tell you. Uh, uh, you have to be very intentional about it. The truth of the matter is. Your brain has been so wired. To think in negative, destructive ways. Even though some of you have been believers and loving Jesus and, and doing all the things you have in church for, for 10, 15 years, you still have not reprogrammed your head. You haven't reprogrammed. And it's, it's, just, it's just like it's like physical things, you know. When, when you first try to do something for the first time, you struggle and, and, and you stumble and, and you fall and you can't quite get it. Your, your fingers don't go where they're supposed to go. Your hands aren't. Whatever skill you're trying to learn. Because the, the mind is sending pathways that it, it's never done that before. That's, what it, that's the thing about learning, learning music. When you, when you first try to learn music. You know, the big, the big struggle there is you're trying to teach your brain to uh, respond in a certain way. So you're, you're you know, going...
anybody who has ever had kids taking piano lessons knows the hell I'm talking about. <laughs> you know, you hear it, right? Any, any lesson, and, and, and it's agonizing. And it's agonizing, and, and you've, you've got to listen to. again ad nauseum but why do they have to do that they have to constantly be telling their their, their bodies sending those paths so that the, the body will act in a certain way and here's the fascinating thing about it once you do that they tend to stay open for life it is one of the reasons you may not have may not have ridden a bicycle for 40 years and almost instantaneously you get back up on it. And while you might struggle a little bit in the beginning, it's, it's almost instantaneous. You never forget how to do it. You know, I never practice the piano because I don't have time. But I can still remember, you know. twice about it. It just happens automatically because I've done it enough. Ask my parents. I drove them insane. Okay, now, for most of us, what we've done all our lives, particularly depending on when you came to faith in Christ. If you came to faith early on, it's a little bit different. But some who came in their 20s and their 30s and their 40s and their 50s and on, you know, it's really hard to change the patterns in the brain. And what happens is you stay in those same patterns. And they come as natural. Hate will come as natural to you as getting up in the morning. Lust will come as natural to you as just breathing. And you think there's something wrong with me. I'm wicked. I'm evil. No, no, no. You're not wicked and evil. You have just got to retrain these pathways. You've got, and the only way you can do that is intentionally. And you'll struggle. And it will sound like, you know, chopsticks for a four-year-old for a while. When you first start, because here's what happens. When, when you get born again, when you ask Jesus Christ into your life, and, and new life comes inside of you. It's like, you know what I'm talking about? Have you been born again? You know, something happened. For some people, it's dramatic, you know. And other people, it's just, wow. I, I just, I just, it just, you could sense something happening. It could be dramatic, it could be little, whatever the deal is. Depends, I suppose, on how emotional the person is or, or what they've been through. But when, when it happens, what happens is, is that spirit inside of you that's been dead. The Bible says everybody's born into the world, still born, spiritually speaking. So you're not, we're not complete. We're body, soul, spirit. It's just like God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. God is three but one. And we're designed like God, body, soul, spirit. Problem is, we're born into the world dead because of sin. And that's why people struggle. And that's why they're doing all the things that they do. They can sense. How many of you know before you came to Jesus, you knew something was wrong. You knew something was missing. And and, and a lot of us went down the wrong path. You know, well, maybe if I drink a lot. Maybe maybe if I take drugs. Maybe if I chase women. Maybe if I do this. Maybe if I, you know, uh, whatever things that people got. You know, money. Maybe that's it. And, And you did it and you did it and you did it. And it's just, you can still sense that thing is just, something's not right. And by the grace of God, you heard the wonderful message that God loves you. And you get saved. And you get pulled out of that. And all of a sudden your spirit goes, "Ah." Well, your spirit has been saved. All right? Pulled out of sin. You've been born again. But your body's still the same. If you were bald before you got saved, you're probably still bald after. (laughs) Right? 
And your mind, which is your soul, is still the same. You need to deal with this mind so that it will empower you to live by the Spirit, which will then empower you to live a successful Christian life. It is wonderful. How do you do it, Pastor? How do you do it? By changing the way that you think. And you do this intentionally. Intentionally. God bless you for even being here tonight. The fact that you're even here tonight on a Wednesday night. You know, I was on this TV show this morning, and, and I said, well, I, I've, 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 they wanted me to stop and do a whole bunch of things and record some other stuff. With them. I said, I can't. i got to get back to church and, and, and teach. They said, you, you have a Wednesday night Bible study? Nobody has a Wednesday night Bible studies anymore. And I said, I know. When we first came here, we were going to stop the one that we had. And we thought, you know, what if we just taught people the Bible on Wednesday night? What would happen then? And as you can look around this place, you know, you get hundreds of people, 300 plus people are here on a Wednesday night just because you want to learn how to think. And, and they were very excited about that. So, 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 you know, you're here tonight. You're saying, I, I want to get this. I want to get it. And it's important to get it. Because if you will intentionally work on how you think, and, and, and you have to do it. It says here that the mind of sinful man is death, but the mind controlled by the spirit is life and peace. You just got to ask yourself, do I want to live in death or, or do I want to live in life and peace? A lot of people are living in death and they don't even know why. This is why. Because you haven't worked on this yet. Okay? The sinful mind is what? Hostile to God. <laughs> Your sinful head does not like the things of the spirit. This, this is why it's hard for people when they come to church and you start teaching and stuff. Your initial reaction is. And your head just wants to pop up and run out the building. Okay. Because it's hostile to, until you start intentionally saying, you know, I, I need this in my life. Um, uh, and it, it does not submit to God's no, law, nor can it do so. Those controlled by the sinful nature cannot please God. You, however, are controlled not by the sinful nature, but by the Spirit. If, if, if the Spirit of God lives in you. And anyone who does not have the Spirit of Christ, he does not belong to Christ. Anyway, he goes on and on. But look, uh, uh, go to the right here a little bit. Look at chapter 12. Because he goes on, you know, Paul gets a little wordy, to say the least, sometimes. And uh, the book of Romans is a big, long book. Uh, and uh, so he, he, he kind of concludes here. He says, therefore, in chapter 12, verse 1, Therefore I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. And do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed. How, <laughs> Paul? Oh, I keep trying and I keep failing and I don't get it and I go to church and I just keep falling. How can I be transformed? He tells you right there. How? By the what? Renewing of your mind. You've got to be intentional. That's why Paul said, whatever things are good, whatever things are righteous, whatever things are of good report, whatever things are lovely, if there be any virtue, think about good things. Why? Because this empowers the Spirit of God to have free reign in your life and to empower you. But a lot of times we don't think about good things. We think about bad things and we think about dark things and we think about fearful things and we worry and we worry and we worry and we worry and we we rehearse over and over and over and over in our head things that will never happen to us. It's called worry. And we're so good at it. We do it to the point we actually get physically sick. And we wonder, why am I struggling? Why am I struggling in my faith? Why, why does it only work when I get together in church and stuff like that? Because right now, your head is on spiritual things. It is. This is the difference. You will walk out of here for a while just going, 
until you start thinking, oh, I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. That stupid boss, I hate that guy. No, everything's going to be, we'll never pay our bills and I don't know what's going on. And then, you know, two days later, you're depressed again. Because you've got to guard what's going on in your head. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Now, we're going to take a real big flip here back to the book of Psalms. Psalms, if you're not familiar. So anybody says when they first start reading the Bible, what, yeah, yeah, what is this Psalms thing? Well, it's right after the book of Job. <laughs> which, which is actually pronounced Job. Okay, but uh, it's okay. If you're new at this stuff, that's all right. No, no problem, no problem. Look at Psalm <laughs> number one, if you would. Now, blessed. Do you know what the word blessed means? Anybody? Happy. 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 Blessed is the man. Happy is the man who does not walk under the ideas, the counsel of the wicked. Bad ideas. Okay. Or stand in the way of sinners. In other words, stand and process information like people who are sitting against God. Or sit in the seat of mockers, those who ridicule others. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. It's talking about this this happy man. What makes him so happy? His delight is in this stuff. Okay. And on his law, he meditates day and night. Day and night. Meditates, meditates. The you see, the Bible's into meditation, big time, big time. They're, they're, they encourage over and over. Do a, do, do a study of the word meditate. How often it says to meditate upon the word of God. Now that doesn't mean you sit with your legs crossed, going, oh, all right, and clearing your brain and spacing out into Lord knows where. But what, when the Bible talks about meditating. In the Hebrew, the, the Hebrew is a very, very picturesque type language. And the picture you get when, when you see the word Hebrew, uh, of meditate, it means to roll around in your mind. So much you start muttering to yourself about it. That's what it means. When you take a spiritual concept, you take something from the scriptures, and you think about it. And, well, I don't know about this way. And maybe this way. Well, I never thought of it that way. And... Oh, how about this way? Ooh, ooh, and look at that. And you start getting strength from, men, from, from thinking thoughts that in a sense that's really transferring, transforming your heart. Look at this. This is what happens to people who do this. He will be like a tree planted by the streams of water which yields its fruit in its season and whose leaf does not wither and whatever, everybody say whatever. Amen. Whatever he does prospers. Would you not like that said about you? That whatever you did, you'd succeed in life. Whew, this Puerto Rican sure does, I'll tell you that. I want it to be said, man, whatever that guy does prospers. Whatever he touches succeeds. Whatever, you know, how do you get to that place? These are the people who intentionally think spiritual thoughts. Who think about God. Who may, maybe you memorize scriptures and, and, you, and you just kind of get it over and over again in your head. One of the nice things about memorizing scriptures is it gets on the inside of you. And it starts empowering and changing and transforming your mind. So you start thinking positive things. And, and you start reacting in spiritual ways. Whereas before you would react carnally. 
And it's, it's happening automatically. You see, your reactor is really the measure of what's on the inside of you. Acting is easy. Or whatever. It's, but you know what I'm trying. It's acting. You intentionally, I'm going to be nice to this guy. I'm going to be nice. Hi, how are you? Nice to meet you. Okay, I acted. I feel good now. I acted. And then somebody, you know, goes by me and blows his horn and waves some finger or something. And, and, and like, ah, you dirty something! What happens there? Now you're reacting. See, reacting, how you react under pressure is really the measure of what's on the inside of you. Which is really bad news for a lot of you. I understand that. <laughs> the good news is you can change that. You can get the word of God in you and the thoughts of Jesus in you and and stuff so that when bad things happen and nasty things happen, the first thing you think of is that spiritual reaction. You know, where you're meditating upon the word of God. You know, whoever slaps you in the cheek, left cheek, turn to him the right also. Turn the other cheek. Somebody makes you go a mile, go with him two miles. Just be nice right back at him. And you think about that. And you think, and then some jerk at work comes along and just, yeah, you're such an idiot. You got to do this thing. You got to spend another 10 minutes after work and get this right. And you go, I'll, I'll, you know what? I'll, t- I'll, I'll spend 20 minutes. And don't think you lost your mind. It starts transforming you. When you can start reacting in situations. And you can't, <laughs> acting you can do. Most of you come to church and you act in a certain way. That's easy. And that's great. I'm glad that you do it. It's wonderful. You know, some of you on the way to church, you're yelling at each other. Moron, idiot, moron, idiot, moron, idiot. Then you walk in the church and you start acting. Hi, how are you? (laughs) Good to see you. God bless you all. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. The act, you know, the acting is one thing. What, but when Christianity gets so inside of you that you start reacting in kindness or as you used to react nastily. Some of you who've grown in your faith, you know what I'm talking about? You remember the first time you started reacting in a nice way? And you went, wow. Finally starting to get this. Hallelujah, you know. The nice thing about it is it happens automatically. You don't have to act anymore. You don't have to pretend anymore. You don't have to be that. It it just happens on the inside because you have gotten these thoughts over and over and over again in your head. You've practiced the piano over and over and over and over again in your head. And it just happens automatically. Pretend to be something I wasn't, oh yeah. I used to have those blues. But then I listened to this Puerto Rican preacher tell me to knock it off. Okay, now, now, now that's easy to do. Anyone who's practiced a lot, these guys can do it in a heartbeat. We could go into a blues groove at the drop of a hat. We could, without rehearsing one whit, we could get up here and just rock this place. So how do you do that? How do you do it? Because for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours, we played. And you think... And you think, well, that's amazing. That's amazing. That comes so easily to you. <laughs> it didn't come easily. 
It's hours and hours and hours. You know, we were the nerds, you know, when everybody else was going, you know, to goof around. We, we played guitar. And we were like, come on, we're going down the swimming hole. Oh, I can't. I got to play my guitar. And everybody's having a great time. Well, I'd love to, but I got to play my guitar. Like, Man, you are such a jerk. You're such a nerd. What's the matter? I, I, I can't help it. I got to play my guitar. You know, and, and you play it 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 and you play it. And after hours and hours and hours of agonizing repetition, you just sit down at the piano and start doing the blues. It's so easy. Yeah, 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 yeah. My foot, it was easy. It's easy now because we were intentional. I'm going to learn this stuff. 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 And after a while, it just starts happening easily. And pretty soon you're just grooving along because you were intentional. You started transforming the way that you thought. And now you start thinking differently. And you start reacting differently. And you actually start acting like a woman of God. And a man of God. A person of faith. And people start saying, wow, look at this guy. Everybody else is reacting bad. And he's still smiling. He's at peace. What is it about you? What is it? And, and it starts giving you power. To be a witness and a testimony. You start acting and living differently. Not because you're acting anymore. But because it comes natural to you anymore. So the good news is you can get there. The bad news is it ain't going to just happen. That's the bad news. You're going to be very intentional. All right. Now, hopefully it's not quite as bad coming to hear me preach. But but all I'm trying to do is teach you. This is how you think. This is how you think. And if you do this, it will set you free. Hallelujah. And you don't have to lean on your own strength and energy anymore. You don't have to prop yourself up in Christianity anymore. You don't have to act something that you're not anymore. Because it starts coming naturally. You've been transformed. You've been redeemed by the blood of the Lord. But you've been transformed by the renewing of your mind. And you meditate upon God's word. And you get intentional about these things. And you think positive thoughts when you want to think negative thoughts. And and just... It changes you. I'm telling you. I'm not making this stuff up. It will change you if you get this stuff on the inside of you. But I can't do it for you. I mean, I can if you'd sit here all the time and not have a job. And your butts would get really sore. But I mean, if I, if I just constantly taught you and taught you and taught you all that, you, you would eventually get it. But in the limited times that we have, you know, you're going to have to just be more intentional on your own. That might mean watching a little less television than you normally watch. And I watch a lot of TV. I just, you know, I veg out and I just, you know, that's my thing, you know. But, you know, at some point you've got to take the time to get this stuff inside of you. I'm really tired. (laughs) I'm too old to be crawling around on the floor like this. Oh my gosh. All right. All right, so he says, uh, and back in uh, chapter 5 of Galatians, verse 18, he says, uh, talking about this conflict, he says, but, but if you are led by the Spirit, you're not under the law. You don't need this artificial prompting up in you. You don't need this artificial rules and regulations. You don't need Pastor Mark to be telling you what to do and what not to do all day long. The Spirit of God will start empowering you. And the, the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus fulfills the requirements that the Old Testament law was trying to get at. And you start walking as a true victorious child of God. You say, well, am I still a child of God even though I struggle with this? Yes. Yes, you are. 
but you need to get here or you're just going to constantly let your, your, your flesh beat you up. Now, you can go over the line and he starts talking about it. He says, look, the acts of the sinful nature are obvious. And he goes through, we, we cheated a week ago looking at this early. But the acts of the sinful nature are obvious. Starts with sexual immorality. Oh, good grief. The, the poison of sexual immorality in our culture today is, is just off the charts. It's, and it will kill you. It will destroy you. You guys. I know some women are into it too. But overwhelmingly it's men. Huge. I'd say 50 to 75% of the men in, in a culture today. Is, is addicted to some form of pornography. Today it's unbelievable. And your poor kids. Dear Jesus. When I was, when I was 14. You, you had to work hard to get born. You did. You did. You couldn't find it anywhere. And you certainly, they weren't going to sell it to you at the store. You're too little. You know, I hope your, your dad left one out or something. You know what I'm saying? You know, I, I was never into it, but, but <laughs> I really wasn't. I, I had no interest in that stuff. You know, and I, to this day, I don't know why people want artificial girls. I like real ones. But anyway, um, <laughs> honestly, goodness gracious. Men today, they're replacing their wives with fantasies. Of women who would never pay attention to them in a million years. And it's like, how can we be so dumb and still breathe? <laughs> Seriously, we're trading in real women for this. Oh my God, yeah, I ain't saying it, but you know what I'm talking about. I'm just waving at y'all. How y'all doing? real women for this millions of men when I do my marriage seminars you have no idea how many men come up to me and say you know you're right I'd prefer this to my wife women who tell me my husband's not interested in me at all he just prefers gratifying himself good lord good lord giving up real women for this if I ever give up my wife for this I hope somebody takes me back out and shoots me Living in these destructive fantasies that will rob your life. You know, guys do this because they think, oh, it'll lead to great sex. That's what the world tells you. Hey, that's a great key to great sex. Look at all this porn. It will not lead you to great sex. It will lead you to lousy sex. It will lead you to a miserable life. And those of you who do it are proof of the pudding. You guys who do it, your sex lives are the worst on the planet. This will destroy you. The sexual culture that we're in, you can't hardly watch anything today without seeing somebody naked doing something. And I'm telling you, these kids today at a, with an accidental typing of a letter on the internet will enter a world that you, you just can't believe. It is unbelievable. Unbelie- you know, when we were first getting video equipment for, for the church, I was looking for a dolly. Don't type dolly in on the internet. <laughs> Here I'm sitting in the church office. Dolly, did it? Ah! Yeah, I just, ah! Ah! Delete, delete, delete! Ah! Good Lord, the stuff that they got out there. <laughs> I, I typed my last name once, Gunger. And, and got not one, not five, not twelve, but seventeen different Korean porno sites popped up. I don't know what Gunger means in, in Korean, but it ain't good. <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think I'd have a very limited ministry in Asia. 
it's like, it's like having Pastor Fornicate up here this morning, you know, it's like, goodness gracious. I finally stopped, thank God, but I mean, just that's embarrassing. You erase the first one, another one pops, and, oh, 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 oh. and any of your kids at any time, man, if you, you got to have computers and stuff just for kids to go in school and stuff, but man, be as smart as you can. Watch your kids. Put filters, the best filters you can. Don't just let them plug into that sewer unguarded. Because they will see things that will twist their heads and fill them with poison that will overwhelm them. Our boys, dear Jesus, what's happening to our boys today? And the silence is deafening from the parents, deafening from the church. We need to talk about these things. You know, I was trying to talk about them on TV today. You'd like people like have heart attacks. <coughs> brother we can't talk about SEX of course we can God has seen you naked he can handle it <laughs> it would freak me out but he's really good with it just... <laughs> oh, I guess we're not going to end this tonight are we <laughs> good grief I only got a paragraph in Sure, we're going to finish tonight. Yeah. Mister, you can't shut up. All right. We'll talk more about this next week. Don't don't miss it, man. We're just going to keep just pounding this in you. This is good stuff. I'm telling you, it'll set you free. Jesus came to set you free. When the sun sets you free, you'll be free indeed. I love being free. I love walking in joy. I love walking in peace. I love having a healthy life. Man, the, the, the curse of sin sucks you down and it weighs on you and destroys you and defeats you. And the good news is that those who keep their minds set on the things of the Spirit walk in the Spirit. And when you walk in the Spirit, you will not fulfill the lusts of the flesh and, and empower the sinful nature. Hallelujah. Good news. Good news. Amen.